Hey, I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. Betsy, a native of San Diego, embarked on a remarkable journey from being a self-professed non-exerciser to becoming the inspirational owner of a thriving Pilates studio in the heart of San Diego called Salt Pilates. Her story isn't just about personal transformation. It's about the transformation of an entire community. Growing up, Betsy was far from your fitness enthusiast stereotype. Working out was really never part of her routine, and the gym was an alien environment. However, life has a way of surprising us. Betsy's life-changing encounter with Pilates ignited a passion within her that she never knew existed. Against the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic, a time when starting a business seemed like an unsurmountable challenge, Betsy fearlessly launched her Pilates studio. Instead of succumbing to uncertainty, she thrived, transforming her studio into a beacon of hope and empowerment in her community. Betsy's story serves as a powerful reminder that confidence isn't confined to the gym. It's a state of mind nurtured through dedication, resilience, and the support of a community. Her studio isn't merely a place to work out. It's a transformative space that empowers individuals to own their confidence, break down barriers, and redefine their narratives. Join us as we dive into Betsy's incredible journey and explore how Salt Pilates has become her instrument for building confidence, changing lives, and creating a tight-knit community in San Diego. Discover how she is shattering stereotypes, challenging conventions, and really inspiring others to embrace their unique paths towards confidence and a lasting happiness. Oh my gosh, you're here. Here we go, girl. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yay. So I took your class and I just have to say, well, Betsy, please, (laughs) I'm like so excited to have you here. Please, as like newer people are listening, what's your background? Tell okay, us a so bit hi. I own Salt Hot Pilates. We have two locations in San Diego as of today. Um, and that's like my general background, I guess. I've been teaching forever. That's that's my my quick little synopsis. I mean, it's your life. Now. I mean, <laughs> I that's your baby. I it's mean, everything. I just think of like when you have a newborn baby, you're like, I'm a mom and I'm a mom and there's nothing else outside of that. Like I own the studio. My whole life is the studio. <laughs> my whole world. And it's like, wait, that's there's kind of true. nothing else. No, it's so true. And but you put your whole like blood, sweat and tears in this and you started when again? December 2019. So like almost four years ago. Four years ago, pre like I wouldn't even say pre pandemic because it was like just it's just like pre pandemic like, you put your yeah, toes da, 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 in and pandemic. <laughs> All right, so 
Pilates studio. How did you come up with Pilates? Like why Pilates out of all ideas? I love, well, okay. So I've been teaching Pilates for about 10 years before I started or before I opened Salt. Okay. Um, but I was teaching all reformer Pilates and like all in the machinery. I am just like, A, I'm an innately good practitioner. Like yeah. Pilates just makes sense in my body. It's an exercise system that is made to make you better at every other form of exercise. So it's right. just like meant to make you better at life. Right. Um, and that's like the type of exercise that really speaks to me. But I wanted to make something that was way more fun than right. anything that was co- like available back then. Yeah. So I spent a little time. And if you've and- taken your, her class, I mean, <laughs> I went, I popped in on Betsy, surprise attacked you this last the week. The best surprise. It was so good. I was like, well, if, I'm, if you're coming on the podcast, like it's the least I can do is support you. But if you're in San Diego, if you're ever flying into San Diego, Pilates is like, Pilates, but when you go to Salt Pilates and you drive it hard, is this energy like the build up, the community, but the girls and there's guys, there's a guy in my class. So I think like that just goes to show you invite all walks of life. Yep. Anyone who wants to do it, come on down. Come on down. And you, what sets your studio apart? What do you feel like is the three things that would set your studio apart versus all these other Pilates studios in San Diego? Okay, three things. Yeah. I think A, Salt was built to be the most fun workout yeah, available. Um, and so, and like fun is the top of my priority yeah. list. So I think we're more fun than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I agree because I think when you have a fun workout, like it's not hard. Like you mm-hmm. go in and show up. That's exactly. Like, and like the hard not... part is getting there. So if you're going exactly. to see your friends or your fun instructors, like why that to me is and also about... like if you're I feel like when the music's loud and and everyone around you yep. is like moving in sync that like your brain sort of turns off a yep. little bit and you're just like on autopilot like, OK, we're just going and yeah. like the beat is sort of setting yep. the cadence mm-hmm. and as opposed to like your brain and your body setting the cadence. So it like I feel like makes it like a little more I think fun is uh, important. autopilot so yeah fun for sure you go to studios and you're like okay that's it's like don't get me wrong there's studios with beautiful marketing out there and you go in and you're like what did I sign up for mm, or just like you know what I'm saying yeah you know, like that dullness it doesn't like relate when you go on like Instagram and you're like wait this is a really badass marketing but then the studio was blah or I didn't feel mm-hmm. connected so I think the fun fun is number one okay forever okay and Due to that, we have fostered a fantastic community that I feel is like a tangible feeling when you walk into the space. Um, And so that is number two. Like we are definitely community-driven girls. Yes. Um, What was the question? Three things that set us apart. Three things that set you apart. Um, Oh, and it's hard as fuck. Uh, And so I feel that's it. Is there something with the blue lights that? No, I just think it's calming for for like your brain like for me like I I'm like so stressed all the time and yeah. then the second that I walk into that dark blue room yes. I'm like okay I feel a hell of a lot calmer. and I feel really sexy in that blue lighting mm-hmm. like I was like dude like avatar I got, bitch I got fucking abs today <laughs> and it's three o'clock like I didn't just wake up I'm like three o'clock abs on a Pilates studio that's cool blue I lights cure a myriad of sins I was like blue light can't, I guess when you like if you can't tone it stand under a blue light at salt Pilates because <laughs> Because like, I'm serious. You need to feel comfortable. Well, and I feel that like at a lot of Pilates studios, especially because, um, A, like Salt is so different than every other Pilates studio. But um, 
You know, it's a lot of bright lights. It's a lot of mirrors and it's a lot of like staring at yourself or staring at other people. And I really wanted like a sensory deprivation tank. Like I really wanted it to be like a place where like you could sort of just like disappear, not yeah. in a bad, but like disappear into like the movement and the space and like yeah. not be like staring around the room and like looking at everyone, you know, like I sort of wanted it to be like more introspective. It's definitely that moody and you can definitely feel like when I took your class, I did feel like I had the option to just be alone. Right? You know what I mean? Even saying? though you're in a room of 20 The class people. was packed. Yeah. The class was packed. The energy was there, but I could choose how much I wanted to enter into that room. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. That makes me really, really it's, happy. It's a good feeling because being intimidated and for those just starting out and girls that have never really worked out before, you know, you that inclusion is so important. A thousand percent. And also just like exercise in and of itself is so vulnerable like you like regardless of where you are whether you're in your house whether you're doing things online or you're in a studio or you're running whatever like it's so vulnerable and I feel like especially in a place that you get as sweaty as salt because it's infrared and it makes you sweat so like seven times more than humidity-based heat and you know like sweating makes you so vulnerable that I feel that you know anything to make people feel more comfortable is really like what I want to facilitate And I think that's important. And so you touch on this aspect of community as being one of your three pillars as to why salt Pilates. During the pandemic, how did you rely on your community to get this business going? Because you started December 2019, COVID hit March 2020. I know. Four months. You probably just got in your groove and you got your ass kicked. I mean, explain. I feel that, well, A, we've always, in my mind, from day one of opening salt, I treated it like it was the biggest deal in the world. So even though we were like, uh, you know, a little rinky dink studio, like in my mind, I was like, we're bigger than core power. And so I even like when we shut down, I was like, okay, like we're still hustling. Look at us. We're this big deal. We have to keep hustling. Right. Um, And I feel that our team, we've always had a a team, like a a large team because we have a lot of classes going on. So we have a lot of girls that work at SALT. And I feel like that that bond of our team really carried the community. Like it was, it was the only, as far as I was aware, like it was the only outdoor fitness classes that were as that were consistent. Like we like opened an outdoor studio and we were having like three classes a day. And so it like during COVID, it was like the only social thing that you could really do you know it was like outdoor fitness and I just ran with it and like god bless god bless it it just like it ended up being like a really fun little chapter in time where like every single person in the world but in San Diego like needed something to do and to distract themselves and so we gave them that little thing I mean I think that's so special businesses you can overthink and small businesses as big as Google or a small business like a local coffee shop. Yeah. But you seem to have that confidence that we're going to fucking make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear that in your voice. Like, there is no failing. There is no no. no option. Failure is not an option. And (laughs) I think that, and failure, like, 
these cliche or yeah quotes. i don't even failure really know what failure good. is failure, yeah <laughs> but you weren't gonna go under no salt wasn't gonna be no salt right and i hear that and you use the community you use COVID as a like trauma bonding essentially like, honestly <laughs> yeah and no one's ever said it to me but yeah you know that's like exactly you guys are all scared i hear you guys all coming together and you know usually when we're scared we pull back and isolate yeah. But I heard that you said, no, we're, you reached out more. Mm-hmm. You used your big team of girls and said, hey, let's pull this together. And I feel like let's let's shine even brighter than we were before because people need it so much more. You know, like, right. I feel that that was like a time in my life when I saw like just how powerful the fitness community can be. And like yeah. even like I've been teaching in studios for years. Like since I was like 21 years old, I've been teaching in Pilates studios. And I, I've just like never had a community like the one that we have created here. And I think it is because we trauma bonded and we like, we have just been through the ringer together and we survived. And, you know, we don't have high turnover. Like the girls that have been with me from the beginning are still with me because like we are, we're like a little family now. Well, and you guys came together at such a crucial time in this business is your baby, like mm-hmm. you said. So back baby up background. One. Have you haven't always been a fitness enthusiast, right? No. How did no, you, no. like how did you get into Pilates? Like if you're not a fitness girly and you just stumbled on it, I know you mentioned in a previous podcast your mom actually brought my you. My mom. I and my hear mom the story. is like, uh, she is well, so she is I come from a very athletic family. My okay. dad was a triathlete. He did like race across America on his <laughs> bike and his team won. He's a lunatic in the best way, but I come from just like a very a very fit family. Yeah. Um, and I feel that like when, when you're younger and things are like pushed on you, like yeah, I just absolutely. naturally am like, I want to be against the grain. Um, and so yeah. I like never dove into like uh, team sports or like anything so crazy. Like I went to the Jewish Academy. So I was on the volleyball team. I was captain of my volleyball team. We never won a game. Like okay. we were not, yeah, that you weren't we weren't a good volleyball driven. team. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have always really struggled with anxiety. I'm like the most, I'm the most anxious girl. Yeah. Um, and so even when I was younger, like my parents would be like, go to the gym and work out. It's like the best thing you can do for your anxiety. And I like, it just like never clicked in my brain mm. um, until I was o- older. Um, and as I said, I'm like just innately good at Pilates. Like my body just, it like, it just like clicks in my, in my body. And so I think that when, when I like was, struggling to find community I mm-hmm. went to like my local Pilates studio yeah. and like just started doing it and did the teacher training just to like deepen my practice yeah um but not only am I innately good at Pilates I'm just like born to be an instructor and yeah. so from the first class that I taught in that teacher training I was like this this is just what I'm meant to be doing so I feel that um like it was like an unobvious road in the beginning, like when I was younger, but like from the second I started doing it, I was like, oh, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing, there's nothing else for you. And so now I've done sort of like a 180 and I'm I'm just like all Pilates all day. You really are. And (laughs) I think it's really cool how you mentioned, you know, when things are pushed on to us, we don't want to do them or Mm -hmm. we're deterred. And you allowed yourself rather than trying to fit in and go with the grain and be even the grain of your family. And we all have these familiar pressures of fitting in with our own families. And I'm sure you had to work through a lot of that and then 
comes to find out on the other end, a full circle moment is <laughs> now I'm the biggest athlete now in the she's, whole family. She's not only an athlete, <laughs> but she's has her studio around fitness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my whole life. Yeah. So with your anxiety and your family and being athletic, why did you resist? What what made you want to resist? Oh my God, that's such a good question. I feel that I I just always like felt like a little different than them. There, yeah. you know, like my mom and my sister, my dad are all like very similar people, and yeah. I'm just like a little bit of the black you were sheep okay in a good that, way. But you are okay with it. Yeah, now I am. Yeah, yeah. And how did you overcome that? How did you work from like fighting it to just accepting it with yourself? I think it's just like becoming secure in yourself. And like the older that you get, the more in tune with yourself you are and the more you know yourself. And I feel that like I spent so much of my time when I was younger, like fighting against silly Mm. things that have like no relevance to my life in any way now. And now I'm just like, oh, you wasted so much energy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But if we love that person that made those decisions. Exactly. No, because she brought me here. Right. And all those resisting and, you know, it's, it's using that resistance in such a positive way that, you know, okay, maybe I am meant for this, but in my own mm-hmm. way, like I hear constant patterns and of our conversation today is just doing you, believing doing in you. you and going against the grain. I mean, you go against the grain constantly. Thank you. And how do you not conform? Like, how do you, I mean, walk the listeners through your mental process of just standing out. Like, how do you not let okay, those... Okay, well, I, I, I don't, like, live my life trying to stand out, but no, I live but my you, life, like, trying to be authentic to yes, myself. I and I that. feel that, you know, it takes time to uh, to figure out what is authentic to you and, and like, what actually, like, rings true for each person. Yeah. Um, but I also feel that, like, once you figure that out, the more... I don't know, just like the happier your life is when you're not trying to please other people. You're just trying to please yourself and how much more successful you'll be when you're not like, I don't know, creating things that aren't true for you. You know, like salt is truly like a personification of me in a workout, in a space, uh, in my team, like in everything. Like it's, it's truly just like a physical extension of me. And I think that that's why, A, I'm still having fun um, and B, like why it's, it's going well, you know, because it's very, it's true to me. Right. And I think we're all on this journey again. I mean, hence the title Hustle for Happiness. We're on this journey. Like it's a hustle. You've worked towards it. I mean, you go back to childhood and it's still resurfacing in our adulthood and your adulthood life of just wanting to fit in. I think when you finally figure out that groove and, you know, you probably have fought it a little bit for your whole life, but Mm -hmm. maybe that fighting is really what's trying to get you back to you. And it's rather than that fighting is listen to it. And I hear that you're finally listening to it and you're thriving. Thank you. Well, and I think that what you said earlier is so important is like, thank you to the old versions of myself yep. um, that like maybe I wasn't so kind to when I was younger. Yeah. But like, thank God that everything happened the way that it did, because I'm very happy with the way that I've ended up and like the conversations I have with myself about myself right. in my head. It's like that giving that grace because we're all human and you didn't have the wisdom you had today. Exactly. Then, right. Yeah. And I, Matthew McConaughey's book touches on this where he talks about green lights. Like it was a red light, like my anxiety, my this, my depression, not being the, or being the black sheep, all these potential red lights, but turn them into green. Turn them into, like your green full circle moment is, you know, I had anxiety, but Pilates cures it. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I wasn't athletic, but I'm using my athletic abilities to run a business. Like, but I feel like, like one of my favorite 
um, little like quotey yes. things is your mess is your message. And like really like oh you my wouldn't, don't you think? Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel that like, like those hardships and those struggles like wouldn't be placed in your path if there wasn't some bigger purpose for them or yeah. some way that you can use that to like help other people around you. And I think there's like that testament, like if anyone's going through like a hard time in their life, like you like you might not see that green light now, but mm-hmm. just know like something great on the other it side of it. Change. Like I, I really believe in that. And James and I are going through one of the businesses is not doing so well. And it's just because we have to like post COVID clean up some shit, mm-hmm. you know, it's part of the business cycle, but it's, I'm getting stronger for it. Like if we can totally. see through that instead of this poor me, poor me, I think a lot of people like my life, this, or I'm a single mom, I'm this, my job sucks. You like, I hear that you have control. Like there's control more than people think. I know. But also like, um, I feel like it's important to be like graceful to yourself when you're going through stressful times just to like, remember, like, um, just not to like, just make it all quotes, but Tom Hank also had this fantastic quote where it was like, this too shall pass. Like if something's horrible, this too shall pass. If something's great, this too shall pass. Um, and that's just, especially like when things are like so stressful, it's like, okay, it's not going to be stressful forever. We've made it before. We know we can make it again. Um, and I think it's just like, that's really what builds confidence is like making it through all of these hurdles and like looking back and being like, oh, okay, I, I made it and I could do that and I can handle whatever is coming for me next. And then the, when you touched on that, like the good parts, this too shall pass. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like ride those highs as long, but I just I visualize don't get too comfortable a roller coaster, like that roller coaster yep. high, but it's not going to last Doosh. forever. Douche. Okay. It's getting hard <laughs> again. So it's like gratitude. And I think that's so important is like acknowledging just where we're at and whatever situation, good, bad, ugly. And I try not to actually label things good or bad because I feel like when you label things good or bad, then well, it's, everything turns out good. Ev- and every, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It really does. That's why, like, I don't really like labeling failure. Like yeah, what, what is failure? Nothing fails. Like it just changes and yes, evolves. Absolutely. Do you have any personal stories or examples of overcoming self-doubt and strengthening mental and physical confidence through Pilates? You know, I feel that Pilates is such an aggressive exercise system that is meant to be the most graceful thing, right? I mean, like it's, it's meant to look like the easiest shit in the world, <laughs> but it is so fucking hard. It is. And I feel like just the practice of so okay, so Pilates like all originates from this classical mat work. Okay. Um, that like really is like what inspires salt. Um, and salt classes on top of classical mat Pilates. I mean, like we added infrared heat, that makes it way fucking harder. Yeah. Um, and I feel that just the practice of that, and I practice every day, I go, I go to salt like five days a week, is like mental fortitude, but in your body. So like every day you're like training yourself, like I can fucking do hard things because I just survived this torture session. And so that for me is like my tangible, like confidence building stuff that like, if I like put my body through the ringer and like, which is in turn, like putting my mind through the ringer, um, then like everything else sort of feels like a hell of a lot easier. And yeah, and again, like it's it's doing this life of roller coaster life. Well, building that, like what I'm hearing is this emotional and mental resilience. Mm-hmm. Like you put yourself through a controlled 
Like it's completely controlled going thousand, through your class. So yeah. it's if you don't push yourself, like those little moments of, I call them micro moments of confidence. Like Pilates, are, you can walk away as much as you want, but you can also go hard as you totally. want to. And again, to your comment of like building those moments of mental resilience is pushing yourself mm-hmm. and believing yourself and being not being afraid and not being afraid to stay comfortable. Like I feel right. that like staying comfortable is sort of like the devil's playground. And right. that, like you always need to be pushing yourself a little yep. bit. And it's like very easy to be like resting on your laurels. And I just try to to challenge myself as much as I can because I feel that that, again, it builds mental yes. fortitude and resilience yes. and and it prepares you for all these other challenges. Like I, if I didn't exercise, I would be an insane person and I probably – wouldn't be able to handle I mean, my life very the anxiety, well. Like yeah. they, they go straight, like this Eastern medicine is, or Western medicine, everything's about medicine. medicine. And Eastern is to feel the pain, feel the emotions, work through that. And I think like the quick fix is like Never not work. there. You've done Mm-mm. your whole life. You have proof through working out that through your Pilates that you found something that works for you. That you don't have to be on a pill or go see the doctor every week or, you know, so I think that, Finding something that works for you and connect with yourself. So when you're not in the Pilates studio, how are you building your confidence and how do you keep pushing that resilience? It's really just like keeping promises to myself. I feel like... you know, like eat, like even today, right? Like I'm like, oh, gloomy day. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to stay in bed. Yes. And like, just like not even go anywhere or do yeah. anything. But it's really just like following through on everything yes. that you say you're going to follow through. And I think is like the biggest key to confidence. That's an Ed Milet thing. Yeah. Um, but that for me is like the biggest trick. I can't really pinpoint like a specific uh, like incidents where I walked away and was like, oh, I am like world yeah. more confident. I feel that it's like a I'm I'm 34, so 34 years of yeah, you know, dealing with low level, high level traumas and and coming out on the other end, conf- like happy with the person that I am, happy with how I responded in those situations, yeah. and and proud of myself for keeping my head screwed on my shoulders. And so I feel that yeah. like all those like little things lead to bigger things. I'm so big on like little moments add up because how serious you take well, those. That's our life. I know, but yeah. if you take that moment and like don't brush it off, but the moment you start taking yourself seriously in every moment of your life, your whole life is going to be taken seriously. Yeah. And it's going to be leading to those bigger moments. And it's as simple as brushing your fucking hair though. Like people, eh, whatever, or making your, I know those are such little like things that people talk about. Whatever that is for someone, it could be brushing their teeth. Not everyone makes their bed. I get that, but find that thing and take it that freaking serious. That makes you feel productive. But be serious. Yeah. And it's like, should be one of the first tasks you do at that day because it sets you up. So if it's booking that 6 a.m. Pilates class, you've already done that first task 100%. Totally. You will never see me at a 6 a.m. Pilates class. No. But I... <laughs> but there are 6 a.m. Pilates. Aren't there early classes? No, there's tons of them. Say, I'll so, just, you won't see me there. No, um. that's okay. I'm cracking energy. Like, yeah, no, I, get up I, at I agree. I feel like, oh, good for you. She's I a try. hustler. I try. Well, She's I get hustling. up. I'm in bed by nine. Yeah, I'm also in bed by nine, but I no. I'm but I love that you are embracing that you are you, and I want to touch on that. Like, you're like, no, I don't wake up early. You don't have to wake up early to be right? successful. No, and I'm I know. tired of like people saying five a.m. club. It's like, <laughs> what if you're a nurse that works till three a.m. and then there's t- their Monday is until Wednesday? Like this hustle mentality of doing it's different for everyone, and, and it's yeah. so different for everyone. And I I want to like go back like two sentences ago <laughs> about keeping your promise to yourself. Keep them. 
I used to be really bad at that. I had to work very hard at that. And I think that's a really but thing I that think people like don't when, talk about. Yeah, like when it's not, when you don't realize the positive repercussions that come from keeping oh your gosh, promises to yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, it's sort of like a passive kind of thing. Like, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like little things lingers. keep happening, keep happening, keep happening. Um, and then in a month, six months, you look back and you're like, oh, I didn't even really get anything accomplished. And then I think is like when you realize yep. and you're like, oh, I need to like hold myself accountable yeah. to myself. And being the advocate of our own lives. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to freaking start salt Pilates. Nope, no one's going to no do it for you. No one's going to do it for you. And I think that's so key. And I'm currently in 75 hard right now. Oh my God, good for you. Yes, what day to, are you on? I'm on day 44. Oh, you're moving right along. Moving. I, time, my theory is like the time's going to pass anyways. Mine's no, be, might as well. Might as well. Two just, workouts a day, gallon yeah, of water a day. It's a lot of walking. So people have tried, I, again. It's a lot oh, of water. It's I'm it's 100 a hundred ounce girly. I oh, decided. Okay. But I, I, support I, that. I do a gallon for this challenge, but I like a hundred ounces. Yeah. Like, a gallon of water for me is what makes 75 hard. Yeah, hard. it's hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't like, I can't even I've get, never done it. I can't but even I, get, I through the get through the walks. I have to stop 20 <laughs> minutes to go pee. I'm like, this is bullshit. Exactly. You're just peeing all day. I'm just peeing all, all day. day. <laughs> but my, I started that to build my word with myself. Mm-hmm. I was constantly, I like, I'm going to do a challenge and I never complete. Or I'm going to finish this one project with one of the one of the businesses or I just kept dropping and dropping and I was like gosh 75 every- hard is like the best I call the it my chemotherapy yeah like I don't have cancer but it's my medicine in terms of you know I'm cleaning shit out of my life that doesn't serve me and 75 hard isn't for everyone Mm-mm. but like but also in 75 days you are going to be such 75 a, a, a is different vastly than 40 different. days. Anyone totally. can do anything for 30 days. I think that it's the integrity piece. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, no one's watching me. I'm excited for you. I know. It's really cool. It's rewarding. I think on along the lines of like how you're living with integrity. I'm a challenge girly. I need that fire under my ass. And I like what you said. Like no one's watching me because no one no. is. But it doesn't even fucking matter because they're, it's not their life. It's right. your life. And but so I'm doing you're doing it for everything my for you. Resilience. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I'm excited. I'm excited to share with you that it's, I mean, I came up with a whole bag of trauma. Like I have a huge <laughs> bag of trauma and no one's going to clean that up but me. Yeah. And I need to take out my own trash. Meaning like, and if you don't, it's just going to overflow into overflow, everybody around you. You're going to get anxiety. You. You're going to, yeah. the, the people in your life. Anyways, let's segue. <laughs> I'm going to totally switch gears on us. Let's ride, baby. When it comes to balancing work and life, what strategies or tools have you found most effective and ensuring you stay confident, grounded, and fulfilled in both areas. Okay. Because um, you, I know you wear a ton of That is a struggle for me. Is it? It's a big struggle for me. My life is very intertwined. Most of my best friends work at Salt and we are yeah. like, you know, like there's not a big separation of okay. like personal and, and business life for me, which other people might view as, um, as a problem. I don't. I kind of love it that like... Yeah everything sort of overflows in the most positive way. I do spend my my biggest trick to like maintain my personal sanity yeah. is I do spend a remarkable amount of time by myself. Yeah. Um just because like I feel energy is so transferable. Yep. I I am performing for my job for a lot for a lot of the time to be on. and I not only on but it's yeah. just like a it's 
like I'm giving a lot. I, I'm giving a lot of myself. Yeah. And in order to do that well, you know, you can't be on 24 hours a day. You need no to, one can. No one. <laughs> no, no one can. And if you are, then like you're going to be burned out. Right. And even yeah, like I just need a lot of time alone with my dog is really my biggest trick. <laughs> you heard it. Um, get a dog if you don't have one. Dog. That's what I, heard. I recommend a wire hair Jack <laughs> Russell. Personally, they're the best from Mexico. Straight um, up. And and outdoor walks, but I have to be alone. Like yeah. I need to like I really use like outdoor walking as like my Same. own little personal therapy. But those are really my biggest tricks. I I wouldn't say that I'm a girl who's like really mastered um, no one the balance of personal and work life. I'm in yeah. in this phase of my life at least. Yeah. Like I am, I'm an all business bitch. So yeah. I'm You're in your business girl era. Mm-hmm. It's salt. Have or you nothing. always been a person that enjoys hanging out alone or if you had to work no I am a social butterfly um and I was like never even like so so like driven in the business world like when I was younger like really I didn't care about school I didn't care about anything like I just cared about socializing going to parties and hanging out with my friends um (laughs) I don't really think like anyone thought I was gonna like anyone like close to me in my life was like that girl's gonna make it like she's gonna be a big success because I was just like parties like let's go right social was that that was your social girl era yeah exactly and I feel that like Actually, maybe one of the best things about salt is that I've sort of taken that social butterfly like la da 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 and translated it like into a business because now that's like my little peach pit and I get to like go and see all my friends and like it's it's work and play. So you've had to really work on. So the separation for you is really creating that alone time Mm -hmm. to create that fulfillment, peace and balance outside of work. Yeah. And to be able to show up efficiently and effectively and and as like the best version of myself you know like there's like so much behind the scenes stuff going on that like and then you have to like go and hold space for 20 people and you know like be um I like to call it the bright spot in people's day because that's really what what they're looking towards you and and you can't bring that positivity to other people when you're like I'm fucking furious over emails and this is like the worst day you know like so I just protect my energy as much as I can and when you protect your energy like Easier said than done. Mm. I mean, you have days that just irk you. You have people that, you know, your energy transfers, as you said earlier. Totally. What's your self-management practice? Like, how do you overcome? Say you have to come into the studio right after something shitty happens. Like, that does happen. Okay, well, so, and that's the great thing about the dark room. Ah, the dark room. And even, like, yesterday (laughs) when I was at the studio, I was was really tired. I honestly feel, like, exhausted. Even in this moment. Like, I could be asleep. It's, like, 11 a.m. Is Um, it because of work? I just think I'm, I'm like, I'm a little overwhelmed. And so I'm I'm tired. And, even as I was like greeting people, like I was nothing but friendly and great, but like I could like feel in myself, like I was like a little slouchy and like my eyes were a little droopy. I was so tired. And then I walked into the physical studio, turned, closed the door, yeah. turned on the heat, put on my microphone. And I was like, Game all face. right, showtime, bitch. It's like the Sasha Fierce thing. <laughs> it's not even me. It's like this other version of me. And then I go back out. I'm instantly buzzed after that because yeah. I feel like it's I mean, hard you're kind not of working to, out too with us. Totally, but also like, I don't know. It's like, it's a pretty powerful feeling. And yeah, it is. You get to like, not only was there like a shift in my energy where I was like so tired and then energized afterwards, but you get to see like everybody else. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I'm in such a much better mood. And, yeah. and that always like helps turn it around for me. But 
It's the microphone in the dark room, I think. I mean, it's an, that fulfilling <laughs> piece as I mean, I hear a lot of just salt is ingrained within you and it's your outlet. It's your vice. It's your passion. It's your friends. It's your social life. You've taken all the things that you're trying to encompass into salt and it does a lot of checks, a lot of boxes for you. Yeah. I like when you say it's my vice because it is. I vice, hear it. it's actually. like it's like your vice, your muse. It's your healing. It's, <laughs> She's everything. It's everything. And I, I think that people say, oh, you have to have balance, but you don't and I love yeah, that you're just it'll, it come doesn't, in, it'll come in 10 years and I it'll be there yeah exactly and yeah. I also feel like you know you and this thing of having balance and turning off and you know if you put everything like you've done and created into your business yeah there's where's balance the separation yeah there's balance within it all I mean you say you should separate with friends and stuff but you're you attract a girl that you want to be friends with that and works also, for like, you says who do you know what I right, mean what like I, yeah like yeah. I feel that I don't know there's so many expectations or like not even expectations but just like like okay like go and start your day and like this these are all the things that you're supposed to do and it's like says uh, fucking who says like, who? who cares I want people to start questioning more yeah I really want people to like question more because okay let's talk about your routine do you have a routine as a business owner no and are you okay with that a hundred percent and I love that like I, and, I, and I think that's real and raw and authentic and yeah. that's not on your plate to, like not every day is you wear, do the same thing you wear a lot of hats in and your that's the thing is like if I had a routine it would be fucked every day because every day looks a little different for me and so it's hard to stay consistent and so I've Throughout but also, your day, I, yeah. you have your consistencies. Mm -hmm. That's how I do it because I'm. We travel so much. I wear multiple hats in my business. You got to do what's best for you, depending on the day. I live day totally. to day. Yeah, I have to. And I feel like that's the. I mean, like we can only wrap our minds around so much, you know. Yes. And, and like for me, at least, like looking one day ahead, that's that's just enough. But doesn't that allow us to be so present? Mm -hmm. If we if we're only worried about the next day ahead. You'll probably program your walk right when you need it. Why wake up every day with that six o'clock walk? And also to walk? like move authentically, you know, yes, like a, when like, you feel it. Especially as a woman, like I feel that like we're so connected to like our circadian rhythm and our cycles yes. and, you know, like different times of the month and everything. Yeah. And I think it's like so important to not just be like, especially for your cortisol levels, like go, 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 like yeah. regardless of how you feel or what's going yes, on and did yes. that, like just get it fucking done. And I'm like, yeah. I'm much more chill. I'm much more chill than that. And you have to be. I yeah. feel like holding, go with the flow. being tense all day, but going with the flow, saying like, okay, what's my day look like? And listening to your body when you need that walk versus I need to be robotic and I have mm -hmm. the same routine every single day. I'm sorry, but that's, I have as much as I want to stick to the routine. It's like, it's just like not effective. It's not effective. Yeah. And it ends up causing you more stress yes, than anything. And anxiety. Yeah. And I didn't have to have, it's like almost like a little OCD. Mm -hmm. They're teaching OCD, scratch <laughs> the morning routine, but just what are your intentions for the day and fit that in? I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bone broth first thing. Okay. You know, that's whatever, but I love that you're just, Fuck that. Calm. <laughs> Calm. Yeah. I have so, I mean, like I feel have I have like strong OCD tendencies and I am a girl Same. who like suffers from anxiety. So if I set like rules for myself in my head, we're like, all right, 6 a.m. walks, like make your bed the second you wake up, like, da -da -da -da, like do all this stuff. It's like, it'll send me into like a little tailspin yep. and like, and I'll be, I'll do all of that stuff, but I will like sacrifice my, my mental health, like just to get it done. Right. And I think that's, takes the joy even though out of it's it. like the stuff that's supposed to right, be supposed enhancing to be your grounding. mental health yeah. yeah and i and it does that reverse so my my like i don't quote or whatever but how i live is like if it takes the joy out why do it like thousands like 
just step put back. Put a fucking pin in it. Put it's it. Chill. Put it right at the yeah, top. Yeah, chill no, out. that's a thousand. I completely agree with you. So confidence. We've talked a lot about it. If you guys don't follow Betsy, please follow her because she exudes confidence. <laughs> um, and Thank you. I need to know your secret sauce, but it's like you carry it so well, and you wear a lot of hats, and people see you and look up to everyone in your classes and even in the community. What are tips for listeners just to start their day today? Like, I think you need confidence. to. I think like the main trick to confidence is like realizing that nobody gives a shit about you. Mm-hmm. I actually had like no one's watching. I remember like when when Salt like first opened, and I had an ex boyfriend who, um, when we were together, he would be like very um, unhappy with me if I was like posting photos of myself or was like doing any attention seeking kind of behavior. Like he was always mm. like, "Why do you need this much attention? Like you don't like that's weird for you to do that. You don't need attention." And so yeah, exactly. And it and it made me really insecure. It's honestly only something I've recently gotten over, and that was like four years ago, like Still, right when Salt opened. Probably that little voice in your head. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Why are you attention seeking? Um, <laughs> but regardless, when Salt like when we did our Instagram and all that stuff, like it it was like a mood board kind of thing. Like it wasn't like all photos of me because I didn't want to be attention seeking and I didn't want people talking about me behind my back being like, oh my God, she thinks she's the shit. And now Mm. four years later, I'm like, it doesn't, no one would have been, A, if they were talking about you, those aren't people that you want in your life. Anyways, get rid of them. Who needs people like that? Yeah. Um, But also no one's really talking about you. And so it doesn't matter. And, And you need to just do things that are, again, authentic to you. I feel that the more in tune with yourself you are, the more you put yourself out there, the more your message is going to be received. You know, like if it's, if it was like me, like doing uphill sprints on a treadmill and like posting videos of myself, I think people would all be like, what is she doing? So, because I'm, I like, she's off and people rocker. who know me are like, that bitch doesn't fucking run. Like what's she doing? Exactly. Yeah. But like everything feels, or at least like for me, like I, I'm not, I'm not putting myself out there in ways that aren't authentic to me. And so I feel that that A makes me feel comfortable with the, stuff that I'm putting out into the world because it would have been out there anyways because it's me and that's just what I'm going to do. I feel like that's a huge thing because we always hear the opinions of others of why you shouldn't do this or it's going to be scary or, you know, I have a friend starting a business and they're like, oh, you're going to get... But everyone has their opinion versus just saying, hey, I'm I'm here to support you. It's going to be a scary journey and acknowledging it and supporting yeah but i feel like the people, people who are judging you are the are people afraid. who wouldn't have been doing it anyways yeah, they're afraid. or who couldn't have done it anyways yeah. and that's yeah. okay they can sit in their closet and judge and that's that letting <laughs> go of those thoughts it's I mean, hard what was the turning point when you're like okay i need to let go of those thoughts of my ex how did you break free of that you know i think i i've i've come really far just as an independent woman. And, yeah. you know, like I've been single since that relationship. I've been single the whole time that Salt's been open. Yeah. And I actually love yeah. it. I yeah. feel that like um, a relationship like would have slowed me down. But also I had like a lot of healing to do yeah. and, and a lot of my personal work to do. But I, love I that. feel that it's like spending time doing the work by myself and not like jumping into another relationship and looking for validation from other people mm. and really like taking the time to find that validation for myself. Um Salt success has like obviously made that easier because yeah. when 
when your business is crushing, you feel like you're crushing. Yeah, um, and it's hard to probably not get dependent on that. Like like we said, the highs will last and lows yeah, will, you the know lows are right around the corner. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's that gratitude. And, you know, I think that's so important. Like society's like, I mean, starting at Disney movies, finding your Prince Charming or building a business with this. And you're like, wait, I don't need to seek validation with the guy to do the things I want to mm-hmm. do. Like the guy will come. My dreams, I want to start yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. And like I... I think like one of my biggest problems was like I I felt like I needed validation from other people before I could like move forward. And now I'm like, you don't need anyone's approval but your own. Um, you're fully capable and confident of doing everything and more that you ever thought that you could. And yeah. I feel that that's really like the the turning point. Did for you me. wake up thinking that or you're like, I was it like an ultimate frustration that came over you? Like, what am I fucking waiting for? No, I, mean, I feel that like, you know, it's like one minute by the next one foot in front of the other and then like suddenly you like look back four years later and you're like oh I'm a completely different person yes. um so no there was like no like day where I woke up and I was like oh my god what's up so yeah, I'm yeah like new bitch in town <laughs> um but like now like when I'm like asked that question and I, I like think back on it I'm like oh yeah you are a very different person now than than you were in the beginning and what just popped up into my head was you know who you surround yourself with really mm. determines how well you oh succeed. Like your ex was, I mean, not a huge part of why you're doing this, but no, you need why to surround you didn't yourself do it, right? people but who the, rally for you. And the community you've surrounded with and the friends and trusting. And I'm sure as starting up your first business, it's like, who do you delegate to? Who do you ask for help with? Because <sighs> that's forever. Who do you trust? Yeah. Who do you trust? And you hear about like, you hear all the negatives, but I really believe that surrounding yourself with people that are going to set you up for success. Like it's, my thing is it takes a freaking village and you can see Thousand that with yourself. Studio. Yeah. I think that's on a, to your point, like so important to surround yourself with people who rally behind you and who inspire you and who are better than you. You know, like you, right. you can't be like the top of the pyramid. You need to have people around you that you can learn from and you can grow from and, and make you into a better person. And if those, and I feel very lucky. I have, I have that I mean, support you, you system. You can see it. You can, you. you feel it. And like, it makes me so happy seeing a community that you fostered and built all because Thank of you. like your dream. And you know, when the, I hear those comments of, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do it. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be your friend. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be Bye-bye. telling you things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're the, those are the types of people I need to weed out. Totally. And I'm actually, um, I will cut friends loose at a moment's yeah. notice. Like, if I feel that it's it's a drain for me personally, yeah. then, then it's not something that I'm going to spend my time with. And when you do cut those people out of your life, I mean, it's hard at first. Mm. It's hard. You're putting yourself out there, but you're also making the commitment to yourself. That's how and I see I, it. I feel that like, you can make the decision to stay in toxic situations with friends yeah. or partners, whatever. Um, by all means, like you can stay, but it's going to do, you're like, you're going to stay in that place. But don't blame forever. the other person is how exactly. I see it. Exactly. A thousand percent. And like, if you like choose yourself and you want to like elevate and grow, then all you can do is I mean, I see yourself letting go people. of people as like, you, it doesn't need to be dramatic. It doesn't no. need to be a fight. And it's, it's not like a, a it huge cut of the cord. It's yeah. just like you take your space. I take my space. Yeah. And you have to like, it's a matter of, fact I mean easier said than done Mm. but I do commend you on that like taking some time to reflect and review the people in your life that are bringing you down like a year-end review on the people you have in your life because you guys community is a huge part of why your business is so great thank you yeah yeah thank you
So let's just wrap it up with some closing questions from some. Oh my God, we flew her on by. Yeah, I know. It's crazy how fast. Yeah, we're super um, chatty girls. I love that. All right. So many of our listeners are eager to follow your journey. Can you reveal any upcoming opportunities for them to be a part of your studio's growth and success? Any exciting things coming? There's so much exciting things coming. <laughs> Always. The, the really exciting things I can't talk about. So go to her Instagram. So Wait, things, just know that things are happening um, and that we're expanding. But Amazing. on top of that, like in San Diego at our existing salts now, we have a bunch of trainings coming up. So if you wanted to be on our team, yes, this is your chance to be on our team. And what do you look for in a team member? Like, do you have to have Pilates experience? I think I saw in your so story. So we do two different types of trainings. Okay. Now we have a classical Matt Pilates training that's six weeks like deep dive into the yeah. classical work. Um, Even though Salt is not a classical studio, we... We like I myself was not well trained. Okay. At all. Like I sort of had to teach myself Pilates. And oh, I've wow. been to like endless certifications and endless training programs. I never I never liked them. I honestly I always had a horrible time. Um and I always sort of left a little confused. Like hmm. I never felt like things were explained to me like so clearly and concisely. And I feel that that I needed to do something to change that. So we right. created like the best classical Pilates training program ever. That's just like nitty gritty and perfect. Yeah. But that, and no, I mean, that uh, prepares you to be the best classical Pilates trainer ever. Yeah. But it doesn't train you to be a salt bay. So then right. we have a salt teacher training. Salt itself. bay. Did you salt hear that? Have, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really cute. That's what we call ourselves for salt base. And those listening, where can they find you? For salt, you can find us at Sweat Salt on Instagram. And for me, I'm yes. Betsy Blumenfeld. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the podcast. Thank you so podcast. much for having me, Courtney. I had the best time. I did too. As we conclude this episode with Betsy, one thing shines through so brightly, and that's the journey to confidence is truly a remarkable one. Betsy's story reminds us that confidence isn't about never facing doubts or challenges. It's about how you navigate through them. Her insights on maintaining a positive mindset, embracing vulnerability, and practicing self-care are invaluable. These aren't just words. They're the key to unlocking your own inner strength. Remember, you're not alone on this journey. Community like the one Betsy has cultivated can be a pillar of your support. Lean on it just as Betsy does. So as we wrap up today, take Betsy's example to heart. Whether you're aiming for personal or professional growth, your mindset is your most powerful tool. Embrace the journey, confront the challenges, and emerge stronger and more confident on the other side. Thank you for joining us in this genuine exploration of confidence. Keep hustling for happiness and never stop pursuing your path to lasting confidence and fulfillment. Until next time, stay true to your journey. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there. Mm -hmm.